Hello guys, Russ here. Welcome back. And I've got the beautiful Maddie and the lovely Tiffany with me here today. Hiya. Hello. And today we have been chatting about dating rules all week. And we thought this is something that we want to bring to the table. We want to talk to you guys about it, right? What are your dating rules? Do you have dating rules? Do you react when it comes to dating? What does it even mean? What do the rules mean today when you're dating? Welcome to Date Differently, a podcast for the right girls dating the wrong guys. Where we talk about breaking all the goddamn rules. Guys, what do you think? I think personally, I've kind of thrown the rule book out the window because you have so many rules and expectations and and I've just been on so many dates where I've sort of thought, society tells me he should pay, society tells me I should do this and then I step back and think, well, why? Actually, one of my rules of dating when it comes to paying for the date is generally I think whoever asks the other person on the date might be wanting to pay for the date. Not Mm. that I would expect it, but it might be a good idea. How often do you ask him on a date, Matt? Yeah, not very often. So um, (laughs) So you're really saying that the guy should be paying? Quite a few free dinners coming this way. (laughs) It's great. But another rule I think the whole third date rule Mm. the don't sleep with a guy till the third date or you know the third date at least that's another rule that I have and it's silly I don't know why but it's just a thing that I set myself yeah that's good I like the fact that you don't sleep with someone till the third date Uh, what about you Tiff have you got anything that you live by one of them for me is when I'm talking to guys on the bumbles and the tinders I will try and get to the actual in-person meeting as quick as possible and it'll be in the you know first day or two of talking to them because I don't want to waste my time you know mm. just investing in messaging this person all day every day and then I meet them and realize that they are terrible at communicating and yep. they're the shyest person ever and that's it you're not just investing that time when you're texting you're investing lots of mental energy in what should I say what does this text mean so mm-hmm. I think that's a really good rule that's to get just, them yeah. off the apps as soon as you can and I usually wait until maybe like the second or third date before I even add them on Facebook because Facebook's such a personal thing and I don't know that I like there's a lot of stuff publicly about me but Facebook for me is something that I have quite private and you know the things that I say and I put to my friends and and family on there yeah yeah I feel weird sometimes telling people that I work in radio because people then start making assumptions and I reckon it's gotten me further with a few guys. So I try and, you know, like I'm a little bit hesitant about telling them what I do for a living until I actually see them face to face. And I'm happy to tell someone what I do for a living. But when it comes to speaking to someone on apps, I'm like, I'm in the media. I don't really tend to drum down and like I work on Wave FM. Here I am because I've had that happen to me. And people go, oh, I can hear you. I'm listening to you right now, blah, blah, blah. And like I've never actually met this person. Yeah, right. And they feel like they know me because my job is very public but I don't know anything about them. That's, and yeah, that's really interesting because, like, you know, part of the part of our coaching, we'd often get women that are influencers. There's one particular client that we work with who she's a big influencer. She's got, like, 40,000 followers um, in the health and well-being space when she's dating. So we spend a lot of time talking about her dating life, and she says that a lot of the guys that she attracts know so much about her before they've even sat at the table or sat on a date together. And that's kind of scary on some levels, if you ask me. And that's why I think it's really great that you do have your own personal rules that you set around what you share about yourself. And I feel like a lot of people would have, they might not have them consciously, but they have rules about what they reveal about themselves in different stages of dating. Yeah, Mm. that's good, Matt. And, And here's why I think this is really good. I think we should be really clear between the difference between what are your dating rules and what are your standards and expectations. 
difference. And I think we sometimes blur the two. And I think what you're saying, Mads, which I really like, is that you're setting a standard for the guys that you're meeting. You're setting an expectation mm. on how you're going to communicate to them or how you're going to interact with them or what you're willing to and not willing to accept in that space. Rules fall in so many different categories. I remember when I was dating, right? I had so many rules, but they were so fickle. When I look back at them today, right, I think, oh my God, Rust, I was a bit of a player, to be fair. I had rules like I wouldn't see the same girl two nights in a row. If I saw her on a Monday, I wouldn't see her on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I'd see her on a Thursday. And I don't know why I had these rules. I felt like I was listening to the noise. And like I'd have rules like I'd text in a certain way to evoke an emotion or to evoke a type of response or to be seem to be more playful. But at the same time, I wasn't really being myself and I took a lot of growth and a lot of grow a hell of a lot of growing to kind of come out of that player phase, come out of that oh, I just want to get laid phase and get into that actually I'm looking for love, I'm looking for a relationship. And so I had all these fickle rules. And then over the years, as we've worked in this in the dating space, I hear things like, um, and, and I'd love to know if you guys subscribe to this, right? Play hard to get. What do you think about this? Like, I've heard in the past, uh, girls are like, oh, you want a guy to, to chase you? You gotta play hard to get. I think it's all bullshit. I really dislike this whole playing hard to get. Yeah, you can be cheeky. You can exert your personality. You know, like, you can have a bit of a laugh with someone. But when you're, what, waiting three days to text them back, like, that's just annoying. Yeah, I think in that respect, that aspect of playing hard to get is just doesn't work but I do think there is an element of push and pull like mm. when you're first sort of interested in someone you want to show them you're interested it, it's kind of just flirting yeah. flirting I think is about that push and pull so it's not necessarily playing hard to get it's just not being too available all the time you're like oh I've got other things to do I've got friends and they have that curiosity yeah I couldn't agree more Mads like it isn't about playing hard to get maybe it's about just being hard to get because you have a busy lifestyle or because you have a lifestyle that you love or you're doing things with the people you love and it's not so much that you're sitting at home on a Friday night sending a text to him going oh no I can't catch up with you because I'm out with friends but really just sitting with a bottle of wine and a, and a piece of pizza and watching a movie it's about living the life that you want right and it really really reminds me of something that happened back in London. I met this girl who played hard to get and there is there is something there right guys like the chase you know guys do like girls that seem like they're hard to get they met this girl in london and i used to host in this bar and i'd have a booth and she'd have a booth she'd be really sassy and really i try and sort of talk to her and she'd be like oh my shit don't stink kind of thing she was really pretty really engaging girl as well i was like really into her she'd have all of her crew in one booth and i'd have all of mine and it became a bit of a competition between two of us um and from what I'm trying to recall it now, but what I remember is that thinking to myself, I really want this girl. I want to get to know her because she was kind of really up there, like this high value woman in my mind. We dated for a little while. But when I did get to know her a little bit better, it was a facade. It was like she was putting it out there to seem like she was more confident, more out there, more like busy and important. And when I got to know her real personality, lovely girl, but I wasn't engaged by her at all. I was like, oh, wow, this you're a completely different kind of girl to who I thought you were because you were playing hard to get in the beginning and you kind of tweaked that male brain of mine that was kind of going mm, I like this girl and I think a lot of people now are looking beyond that they can see through people who are playing hard to get people who want a genuine relationship I think they just want people to show that they're interested if you're interested just show it be mm. honest be real and even this word play playing hard to get it puts dating in a place of it being a game 
Dating has been trivialized so much today that we often forget what we're playing, in my inverted commas fingers here, what we're playing for, which isn't a guy to like you or it isn't a girl to want to be with you. It's a future and someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with. If you're not in it to find someone to love and be loved by, why the fuck are you dating in the first place is where I'd put it. And that's where it comes back to this whole idea of rules, these man-made rules that we've created for some reason or the other. And I'm always interested, actually, in what other people think this is, because I've got in my head my thoughts on on what are the rules of dating. But I've always been interested in what other people have thought dating was. So... We hit the streets and actually asked a couple of people what their dating rules are. Taking risks, knowing what you want. Also, I think respect is an important thing as well. Uh, Not so common. But another rule would be also have have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously. I mean, dating is more just not so much an interview, but it's more getting to know the other person. Another thing I reckon would be don't waste time. If you're not enjoying it, move on. There's plenty of fish in the sea. I think you've got to know what you want from the beginning. You've got to know. Although a lot of people do, a lot of people go in with an open mind and, you know, just take what life throws at them. Whereas I would go in knowing exactly what I want. And I think that's important from the start. Because you don't end up getting hurt and you don't end up hurting someone else down the line. Um, Honesty is a big one as well. You've got to be honest. If someone's not right for you, you've got to be honest with yourself. You can't go making excuses to yourself and you've also got to be honest with them. You're only going to hurt them further down the line. If you see that someone's not putting in the same effort as you are, then you've got to be honest with yourself there to call it quits. I think you've got to be strict with yourself. Love is blind sometimes and sometimes we can't see if we've been treated badly and we don't want to see that, we don't want to believe it. The most important thing is being honest with yourself. I don't believe in the, like, don't text for three days kind of thing. I think if you've got an attraction for someone or you're interested in them, that you should show it. Probably don't want to be too eager, though. Probably sending 80 messages in the first couple of hours is probably a no. Wait for the response back, I guess. And I'm kind of a little bit old-fashioned, so, yeah, I still pay on the first date and, I don't know, I guess I still do those old-fashioned things like open doors. You kind of need to stick to your values, whatever they are. If your values are, I want a one-night stand, make it clear pretty early on. If your idea is something more monogamous and traditional, then make make it clear pretty early on. It's like most people kind of want to do that. They want to kind of let you know where they stand pretty early on. That's a key sort of rule. Where possible, I hope most people are honest and want to be honest. Oh, the rule of saving myself to marriage. That was, I think that's a personal decision and I guess a religious decision for us. And by all means, I understand that everyone else thinks it's weird and nobody else would want to do it. But that was really important for us because in our beliefs, like sex is like, ties your souls together, essentially. And obviously, because I haven't experienced it, but from what I've seen, things get messy if you sleep with someone and then it doesn't end up happening. Like, that actually adds a layer of mess and complexity. So if we removed that, like, and it's meant that when we did date and when we were getting to know each other, it was completely just based on things we had in common, our enjoyment together. Sure, we had physical attraction, but it wasn't based on that stuff. So I think that was really important for us. And we maintain that rule. Like, that was one rule, if any rule, that we have followed for six years. Wow. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Listening to that, 
There's a few things that we could definitely unpack because there seems to be a couple of common themes there. Yeah, well, I'm just surprised. It wasn't what I thought I was going to hear. Mm. It wasn't at all what I expected. I really did expect that kind of fickle, high-level, don't text after two dates or make sure that you uh, don't see them more than once a week. And mm. it was not that at all. Like, pretty Yeah, ha- pretty I think happy. what it really shows is that people do see dating as a serious thing. People are taking dating seriously. And their rules, so to speak, are just rules about communication and engaging with people in general. One thing that really stuck out to me was make sure that you're your true self from the start and, and sh- communicate your intentions. And mm. I think that's such a huge thing because... I think a lot of people say that they want to communicate intentions and they want other people to communicate their intentions from the get-go, but do a lot of people do it? I'm not sure. I think people just aren't clear. Like I think one person tends to state their intentions very clearly and the other person, maybe they don't actually know what their intentions are so they tend to either just agree and go along and be like yeah yeah I feel the same when maybe they don't. Do you think so? I I think nobody states their intentions. We come to the table in dating with this perceived conception that everyone knows I am here Mm. but I don't think so like like last time you went on a date with a guy did you actually communicate I want something more than this even in the early stages or did you kind of just go along with it and see what happens? I kind of just went along with it and see what happened. Yeah, that's what I kind of tend to do as well. And then this gets me, right? This makes me laugh and smile and f- cry all at the same time. It's like, uh, and, and Mads, the other day we were talking about contradictions in dating, right? And people say one thing and do another. There are so many contradictions. So people say, yes, they want people to show their interest, that they want people to communicate what they want from the get-go. But then on the other hand, some people say, oh, well... You know, people shouldn't be too eager at the beginning because you need to have a bit of push and pull. So those are completely two contradictory things. Show you're interested, but don't be too eager. And Mm. that is so confusing. Yeah, and it's a confusing time to be dating and touching on this whole idea of rules. There's a lot of noise. Mm. And I think it does drill down to the whole showing you're interested versus not being too eager is a lot of people are meeting people on apps. When you go on a first date, well, I like to call it a first meet because you've never seen them in real life. You don't know if you want to date them yet. When you go on that first meet, then, you know, you don't, you don't know who they are from a bar of soap. So you don't know what you want out of them as a person. Maybe you just want them to be your friend. Maybe it's just a nice night and that's it. Leave it at that because you don't know what you want out of them because you don't know who they are. Yeah, to build on that, Matt, one of the things that stuck out for me in the audio is one of the guys was like, um, you know, I'd pay, I'd, pay for a, I'd pay for dinner, you know, I'd pull out chairs, I'll open doors, that chivalry Saying it was a little bit old-fashioned. Yeah, a bit of kind of old-fashioned. That's kind of my era as well. I'm very much the hopeless romantic, but I also think that's just respectful to mm. open a door, let a lady walk in first, stand up when she comes into the room. I, I don't know appreciate how. that, though, because it doesn't always happen. Like, when someone does that, it's noticeable because not a lot of people do it. And that's true. However, I think if I'd met a guy on Tinder, which is usually how I would meet guys and first date, third date even, if he started doing these things, I would kind of question it. I'd be like, why are you being so chivalrous and romantic? Yeah, what do you because, want? Well, no, it's like, I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know if I'm worth But then how are know, we supposed extra... to show up as men? Like, we've been taught to... Maybe to, I'm just oh, cynical. We, we've been taught to try and be the man in, mm. in a relationship. I remember being told, like, take the lead, be confident. And a lot of women give me that feedback. I love it. I love it when a man takes the lead. Mm. I love it when he's, you know, really confident and makes decisions and doesn't like I'm an R and stuff like that. So where do you draw the line in the sand? I think it's got to be genuine. So it's not just a sense of like you've started dating this guy and then he starts doing it, you know, third date in. It's not a case of that.
that. I think yeah. if he does it for you from the get go and never falters from doing that, that's who then he that's is. who he is. If he's a genuinely polite guy, his mama raised him well. Whoever mama raised, raised him, him well. Yeah. Like yeah. I dated a guy who hands down had to sleep on the side of the bed next to the door. He had to. For Wherever we were. idea of protection. Exactly. Wherever yeah. we were, he would have to. And then I had a, a friend of mine who always had to walk on the roadside of the footpath. And every single time we would walk, I'd walk with him. We got so, so sorry. I've, we've, we've got to swap. Like It wasn't like a thing that he tried to do. It was in his own brain yeah. that he needed to do out of his own. He's not doing these things to try and get you. He's exactly. doing these things it was because genuine that's who he, is. who he was. So this yeah. is interesting right now. A guy like that, I would imagine, if you went on a date with him, would feel the need to pay for the date like like i'll pay for dinner kind Ooh, of thing right so in topic. today's world like and again i'm i'm pretty old-fashioned right if i took you on a date if i invited you on a first date i see it as my responsibility to pay for that i'm happy to because i asked you to join me right mm. and that's just my take on this but i've met so many women who have said to me but if he pays for the date or if he pays for dinner there might be some kind of expectation that comes with that where is it that men need to stop being men or where is it that you say we go dutch and actually i i don't want to owe you anything particularly if i didn't enjoy the date i think it's communication you know i think if a guy feels like he needs to pay for the date i'm gonna let him i'm not gonna insist like i will say okay if you want i'm happy for you to pay but like if you want to split it that's totally cool as well to try and make it an even playing field but if they insist i like to give the out so if he feels like he should be genuine okay i'm happy to cover my own self because i'm an independent woman and i don't need no man but if he insists, I'll be like, okay, well, sure. I'm not going to make this a thing. Like, if you want to pay for dinner, pay for dinner, yeah, mate. and things just being the rules, that reminds me of when I was dating. I had a rule. Now we're talking about rules. I'm mm. starting to remember my dating days a bit more. And I had a rule, right? If I invited you on a first date, I'm paying for that date. Mm-hmm. If we then moved on to a second date, I'll offer to pay, and I'm happy to do so. But you had to at least demonstrate that you were going to offer. Like, oh, yeah, let me grab that or whatever. If by the third date you hadn't even attempted to find equality in the relationship I probably wouldn't have seen you into uh, mm. into those dates because and not because I'm being an asshole about it but because there were so many girls when I was dating that had that mentality of I'm going to go out with no money and have a guy pay for everything Yeah, and at least that was my world anyway mm. definitely and I love taking guys out on dates and paying for it like it makes me feel equal it makes me feel like I'm adding value it makes me feel like I'm, I'm giving something back and it's it's a nice feeling being able to treat someone and being able to pay for it yourself um, would and you take a guy out on multiple dates and pay or would it only be one that's a good question a I good think question. um I think if I asked a guy out on a date and then we went on a date I'm using my rule of whoever asks pays take him to a nice dinner you know say we hit it off second date and I paid I think it's in line with what Russ was saying there needs to be that back and forth you know I can insist and then he can say oh yeah cool I'm letting you go for it but I like a bit of back and forth and it's good to know that the other person is willing to pay and that also does show up you know maybe date three or four it's a hard one for me to disconnect from right just as a person I'm happy to pay for things like if I've got the money and I'm out with someone I'm happy to pay I'm happy to put my credit card down I'm happy to pay for the dinner or for the drinks because I'm happy to have your company Mm. yeah and and whether that's friends or whether that's dating like if I'm broke Boy, go! I'm not paying nothing. Like, if I'm broke as shit happens, but if I'm if I'm flush, if I'm okay, it's my choice to want to do that. I think it drills down to a power thing. Paying for something it shows that you have power, and if you're 
not wanting to pay, if you sort of let the other person just keep going, you're sort of giving them a bit more power. Mm, I feel like money is a little bit of a power play in that situation. This is really interesting to say that. So a lot of our listeners will know about the dating coach out there called Matt Hussey. Right, he's a uh, pretty famous. I met Matt a couple of times when I was in London, and not too long ago, I watched a video of his, and I think the title was "Who Pays for the First Date." And Matt's position on that was similar to what I was, what you were saying, Tiff, is that if he wants to pay for the first date, let him pay for the first date because you're taking away his masculinity. Like, don't bruise a guy's masculinity. And when I first watched this video, I was very much on board and I was like, yeah, as a guy, don't take away my masculinity. And if I offer to give you my jacket, take my jacket because that's me trying to feel like a man. But the more I think about it and the more I think about what we're striving for, you're striving for an equal relationship. You're not striving for an imbalanced relationship where like the guy does all the masculine stuff and the women does all the feminine stuff. And I think my definition of masculine and femininity is about energies and the energies that you bring to the table. And so the more I've sort of thought about this, I think it's not about me being masculine and paying for the day and being the man. It's about me continuing to feel like I'm the man in that relationship. So it might well be that you have a shit day at work and you just let me be there for you. And it might be that you can tell me how your shit day at work went and I'm going to listen. I'm going to hold your space. And it might be that if I've had a shit day at work like, and you want to sort of be there, making me feel like the man might be just let me, let me deal with that my own way for a while. Let me answer my own questions in my head and then I'll come and talk to you when I feel ready to do so. It doesn't necessarily, I don't see masculinity as paying for the first day and opening doors. That's respect in my mind. Um, so I find a really tight line to walk as a man. Like, where is where does the provide and the protect come into play versus the nurture and the nature, if that makes sense? I think when you're in the, like, getting towards the love side of it rather mm. than the dating side because I think the dating is when you get to know someone and, you know, you start ironing out the kinks and you figure out the rules because everybody's got lots of different rules for everything and, and it's all self-imposed and the way that you converse with someone and you, you hit it off with someone, you start to build your own rules around it. Like in that one of the Vox Pops we heard, one of the things we heard was this girl has a rule of no sex before marriage. Yeah. And that's something that not a lot of people subscribe to, but she did. You know, she said that it took away any other anxiety and anything about their relationship so they really could get to know each other. But interestingly enough, it worked out for her. How does that pan where the majority of the population might not think like that. And I, I, I totally respect that. I think it's a beautiful thing to do, right? Mm, like too. if that's important to you, whether it's religion or whether it's a personal belief, I think it's a beautiful thing to do. But if you're a girl dating and you have that belief that no sex before marriage and you're in this mix of Tinder and Bumble and Happen and you're just getting fed guys through an algorithm you have no control over who you're meeting and you're meeting those guys that don't subscribe to that how do you deal with something like that i think it's a product of environment because if i was in the mentality of no sex before marriage i don't think i would be utilizing the tinders and the bumbles and and that sort of thing like i think maybe it comes from like that community mm. and i think she wouldn't be using tinder and bumble to meet potential partners and husbands she'd be out in her own community whether or not that's a religious community or it's just a enlightened people or you know it's that sort of people i mean maybe this is controversial but i don't think the girl who believes in no sex before marriage is cruising tinder and bumble yeah. i honestly don't and think I she's agree. on there i think 
I think this whole discussion about talking about rules, I think different platforms have different rules and different areas have different rules. So if you're sort of looking out there, looking for guys, looking for a potential love interest and you're going to certain places, you're doing certain things, you kind of do that because they do have a set of unwritten rules that get attached to Mm. that environment or to that place. On top of that, I suppose maybe there are different rules at different stages in your life or different stages in your dating cycle, Mm. right? So I, I would often advise a lot of the girls that we work with, as a rule, don't text the guy back after 10 p.m. Don't do it. So no matter what, he if you're trying to get off the platforms and get him into real life and you're trying to not keep facilitating this, you don't want to position yourself as a girl that wants to sleep with him or that girl he can just sleep with off the bat. I have a rule for you. I'm like, do not text back after 10 p.m. And text see, the next morning. I don't usually subscribe to those type of don't text this, don't text that, this is what you should do type of rules. But I think that's actually a very handy rule. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think if you're out there and you're talking to guys, whether that's on Tinder or Bumble or in text message, and he responds after 10 o'clock, don't respond. Don't text him back till the next day because the, what, what are you doing after 10? You're lying in bed. You're both lying in bed. Conversation's going to escalate. I mean, it's very likely that a guy's going to escalate that sexually very quickly. So why do that? If you want, I mean, don't get me wrong. If that's what you want, you go for it, girl. But ultimately, if you want more and you want a relationship and you want to try and get him in person and actually see if that's going to go somewhere, don't bother doing it. It's a really simple thing. And actually now I'm even talking about it, maybe it's not so much, there's no good and bad rules. There's rules that work for you that will get you what you want out of your dating life. I think it is important to maybe set yourself some of these rules because it just sort of guides you and helps you navigate the dating world. If you have these rules, it's a bit easier to know what to do. So if your emotions are running high, you're thinking, I really like this guy. He's, He's being a bit flirty. If you had this hard and fast rule, don't text after 10. It's done. It's set. That thought about, oh, should I text him? Should I not? It's taken out of your mind because it's past 10 o'clock. It's what works for you. Play by your own rules, I guess. Um, it reminds me of a Bruce Lee quote. Because there's so much noise out there, right? You're going to get advice from us. You're going to get advice from the likes of Matt Hussey out there. You're going to get advice from your friends and your mum. And there was a Bruce Lee quote that I absolutely loved. He said, absorb what is useful discard what is not and create what is your own so like from all the rules that you hear all the noise that is out there take what works for you the stuff that's not working for you don't try and force that shit get rid of it and then create your own style and your own way forward when it comes to dating that's how i hear it anyway and that's it we're running we're running off a few rules in this podcast and (laughs) we talk about some of these things you can take some of this you can take all of it you can take none of it but it's just nice to get thinking and have some food for thought the takeaway here is it's subjective Play by your own rules. Play by your own goddamn rules. I love it. Alrighty, guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Looking forward to talking to you all again soon. Talk soon, guys. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening, guys. If you like what we're putting down, do not hesitate to hit subscribe to this podcast and help continue the conversation with us on our Facebook group. It's hashtag date differently. Let's break all the goddamn rules. We would love to see you there.